Welcome to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFBA. Over the next hour, you'll be introduced to business and local leaders impacting our community. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. Now, the host of Town Talk, Ted Schubel. There are, there are Martin Luther King events uh, in the area this weekend, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, both of them, or a couple of them today, starting off with the uh, Martin Luther King event on uh, Monday morning in uh, Fredericksburg, and uh, we will do that with Ann Little and Xavier Richardson in this morning, back with us. Good morning to both of you. Good morning. Good morning. Good to be here. You both come in with on very different, uh, usually on, on, on very different topics, and to, to come in on, on on this is always a, a treat having you here. This the the the, uh, the uh, NAACP prayer breakfast that honors Dr. King and is uh, is is Monday morning. It's at the uh, convention center, and uh, this is a uh, this this is a this is a has turned into a, quite a big event. This is our first time at the convention center. In fact, this is our first time back live. Um, since COVID. That's right. So before that, we were at the hospitality house. We had uh, 300 people was, you know, filling the room. But this year, we're going to be close to 500. Uh, So very exciting and raising uh, a lot of more money to uh, support the NAACP uh, mission and causes that we we do. So it's uh, uh, for the entire community. And we're really wanting to um, make sure that the entire community knows what our the NAACP does uh, here for the, the downtown Fredericksburg, yeah. but also for the region too, Ted. To have that many people, Xavier, to come to this event and, and to learn, like Ann says, learn about the, the Fredericksburg NAACP, that's pretty exciting stuff. It is indeed. And uh, um, not to coin a phrase from Dr. King, but I had a dream that we would <laughs> uh, get to this point yeah. where we would be able to fill a, a facility such as that. And we know that we have certainly sold enough um, sponsorships and, and tickets to do that and we just don't know what's going to happen relative to people and their illnesses etc but we know that we've gotten that much support from our community and it's amazing isn't this this was the event for years it was at uh the original walker grant wasn't wasn't this that, for for a number of years it actually anyway. started in uh, the, the basements of some churches uh, when they would have maybe 50 to 75 and grew to maybe 100 people. It was started by the late Dr. Um, Reverend uh, Nathaniel Young and his wife, uh, Reverend Carolyn Young. Yeah. And uh, the good nice treat about this is that she's going to be on the program this time, too, so she's one of the founders. So we're wow. very pleased to have her. To be able to see what this has become ha- for, for her has to be has to be really something. Indeed it is. She is so proud of it, and she's supported it every year. In fact, increased her support, financial support of it, and she's very proud of what, is, what has happened over the years. It, it was something that um, I think came up with a uh, discussion at their kitchen table, uh, and uh, and they would have to handwrite the invitations to people, and basically it was a t- two-person operation. And so they're very, she's very, very proud of what has happened over the years. To and be able, oh, go ahead. Yeah, and just to, to add to that, we have a tremendous committee working on this too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's not just Xavier and I, although sometimes it feels that way <laughs> when he calls me at nine o'clock at night. Yes. But um, no, we have a great team. And it's just um, a lot of young people involved. That's what the other piece of this whole thing is. University of Mary Washington now has a uh, chapter. Uh, they're starting a chapter at the high school. 
Um, and getting the young folks involved, of course, you know, is the key to everything. Boy, and to, to have something like that is that 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 carries this on. That's at, at, at one time it was the the, the people Xavier that you, that you talk about. They're they're now stepping back and, and to have younger people taking over. Indeed, and. I'm not sure where I fit in all of that because sometimes you're I think still you're st- you and Yan are still young. <laughs> yes, but uh, no, no. We'll I, lie I, to you. We exactly, don't care. Exactly. <laughs> where it gets the donation, but no, uh, I'm reminded of a comment that was made at uh, one of the uh, breakfasts uh, a few years ago, and was uh, a Mary Washington uh, UMW student who went on to go on to become a national board member. And what she said was, uh, uh, as the older generation uh, hands over the baton to the younger, bat- younger generation, they need to remember to let it go. <laughs> so uh, that's something that I've tried to do in many of the organizations I've been involved in. I, I remember that statement, uh, make sure you let go of the baton when you pass it. So uh, we're glad to pass it on to uh, some of the younger people. and. Uh, it gets them um, you know, vested in the work of the NAACP. And plus, they sometimes have better ideas on how to do things. <laughs> so what I've learned about working with young people is don't tell them how to do it. You tell them what you want them to do, what you want, what the end product is that you want. And they often have a faster way to do it. But if you tell them to do it your way, sometimes it takes two or three times longer. So I've learned a lot from working in this program on this project right um peach is one of our com- committee members yeah uh you know she said you know we need to talk about our past as well as what we're doing now hmm. because so many people have not been around the whole time to know that and so here she is a younger person wanting to make sure that the history is still highlighted which i thought was just tremendous Senator Kane is one of the speakers. Will be a, will be the, uh, the, the the main the keynote speaker on the, at this uh, this event on Monday. Again, it's Monday nine to eleven at the Fredericksburg Convention Center, the uh, Fredericksburg NAACP. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Prayer Breakfast. Uh, and Little and Xavier Richardson here. Quick break. We'll come back and talk more about this on News Talk twelve thirty WFVA. News Talk twelve thirty WFVA focused on Fredericksburg. Welcome back to Town Talk on News Talk 1230. You can weigh in about today's topic on Facebook at WFVA 1230 and by text at 540-371-5756. Here's your host, Ted Schubel. And Little and Xavier Richardson here this morning. The uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Prayer Breakfast is uh, Monday, the uh, 10th at, uh, no, not the 10th, it's the 15th, 15th at the uh, Fredericksburg Convention Center, 9 to 11, Senator Kane. We'll uh, we'll be there, and and if people there still are a few tickets left, if someone this is something that they'd like to attend on Monday morning to to start there off are, the King but holiday. We're not selling them online anymore. Um, if you're interested, you can go to our website, uh, FredericksburgNAACP.org, and send an email uh, or make a phone call. There's a phone number there. You can call, and I'll take care of it. I'll make sure. You you mentioned and when we started uh, this this show just about this is a this is a great opportunity to learn about what the Fredericksburg NAACP does in the community and I don't think a lot of a lot of people may not know that there's there is there's it's it's quite active as, as as you mentioned it's it's growing with with chapters like at the the university and in, in, in elsewhere this is a uh, uh, a lot of people involved with the Fredericksburg NAACP 
Yeah, I think we have almost 300 members now. Right. Yeah. It's so it's grown. it's grown tremendously. Charlene Jackson Fields is our uh, president, and she's um, just an amazing person and a lot of energy and has really uh, brought together a lot of great, talented people who have then uh, and they've broken the organization into very good committees. So there's a political action committee that does a lot of um, voter registration and advocacy for for voting and um, you know enabling people to get back on the voter rolls. There's an education committee that works with the city schools. There's a health committee. Uh, jump in here if you want. Yes, and housing and the education committee. One of the other things that the education committee did that you I think would appreciate is that uh, we have um, created a Marguerite B. Young Education in, in Excell Excellence in Education Award um, to recognize the legacy of Mrs. Young, mm -hmm. who also was the treasurer of um, the NAACP for many years and, and kept it alive during the period uh, when other NAACPs were, were struggling. So that particular uh, award is uh, presented to a staff at, uh, of the Fredericksburg City <coughs> Public Schools. We give out $5,000 and um, uh, stipends to the three winners. Uh, so that's some of the work of, of the uh, NAACP as well. We have a housing committee that we're working on. And um, that's going to be part of, of what is going to be discussed by Dr. O. You know, Dr. O. From yeah, the from the health department. department. Yes, sure, exactly. yeah. Well, he's going to be speaking for about five minutes. And what he's going to share are some of the disparities in outcomes um, among African-American persons in the city of Fredericksburg uh, relative to uh, the, the uh, whites and others. And um, that is going to help us to, to come up with, uh, I think, a better strategy for some of our uh, departments, I mean, some of our um, different committees. Yeah. Because in that uh, community health needs assessment, um, we applied uh, an equity lens. And so we're looking at disparities uh, with African Americans in education, housing, health care, all those things that are social determinants of health. So... Uh, my dream is that these committees will work to address the disparities uh, as part of the work that they do because there are disparities in home ownership, uh, health outcomes, particularly as it relates to African-American uh, women with maternal health, education and achievement level, levels, uh, voter registration levels, all of those things. So it fits nicely. So that's why we always have a, a local speaker too, and so that's why we invited Dr. O to, to be the second speaker for about five minutes to hopefully generate some interest uh, in uh, addressing some of those disparities. It's interesting. I mean, just, just the, all the, the the various topics, and, and some of these topics people might think, you know, the, that that was an issue years ago. It's not anymore, but it is. Yes, it is. When you look at the data, the data doesn't lie. Yeah, it will show. It's not education 40 or 50 years ago was a separate and unequal. Uh, now it's the educational achievement levels of, of children of color and, and uh, children of underserved populations. Um, housing, um, you know, affordable housing is an issue everywhere, uh, but there's a big disparity in housing uh, home ownership too, and which I think is a, is a way that 
many families achieve wealth. Um, and um, voter registration, same thing. So there are some yeah. some things that aren't as overt as they were back when the NAACP first um, was founded. But, but they're there. things there still exist. Yeah. The other thing that we should mention is that anybody can join Anyone the Fredericksburg join. NAACP. Yes. yes, absolutely. And that's where I, I think that a lot of people think because I'm a white woman. I was just going to say. I, mean, I was just going to say. I know that. I'm looking at notice. I know you did. I, and I, I thought, I might have point this out to you guys. So, yeah. And it, but it, I, and I'm ahead of a committee. So right. So it's not like, oh, you you know, you've got to just be there and keep your mouth shut. No, it's it's about creating opportunities for everybody. And and as you know, Ted, in my other, with I, my other hat that I wear, which is Tree Fredericksburg. Yeah. One of my big things is to make sure that uh, areas that are underserved have canopy cover because that affects health and it affects property value, everything else. So, you know, everything we do has got to look at the, the equality and the opportunity for everybody. And that's why I'm on the NAACP, because I believe in their mission. I believe in what they do, and I believe that they're a force for good um, and they're they're not a political force. They're not a, a, a somebody that goes out and lobbies. Right. What they do is they advocate. They advocate for the general principles that they believe in. No, I when I when when you said you know you're not there just to be quiet. I don't know that there there's any group that Ann Little would be part of <laughs> well, where she true, wouldn't yeah, wouldn't be saying something. But <laughs> it, there, you, you are a great example of someone coming in here to do this, and that's why I thought this is your you are a good example to show that anybody can join and in, in, in play a part in the uh, NAACP. We have one, We have two uh, city uh, no three. I'm sorry, three city uh, uh, council people on our. Uh, on the committee uh, or on the on the organization, mm-hmm. uh, the mayor belongs. Um, it's it's not just um, for people who want to just you know get into a meeting and have a little bit of talk. This <clears throat> is getting stuff done. And I think that's also reflective of the realization that um, the community realizes that if all, if a segment of the community is not able to achieve at the highest level, it affects the entire community. Mm-hmm. Uh, community. If, if we have low education achievement for a, a subgroup, then that affects the overall performance of the, of the school system in general and the way resources have to be allocated. The same thing with healthcare. If we don't have um, the best healthcare for everyone in the community, then some of those persons who don't have it, who serve the community and whether it would be in their respective jobs or it affects the, the cost of healthcare in general. And the same thing with, with housing. If we don't have affordable housing um, in our community, then a lot of the people who serve us, including uh, the uh, safety net providers, the, the um, nurses, the, um, the educational staff, the teachers even sometimes can't afford to live in and a, a right. community if maybe they don't have uh, accessible and affordable housing. So uh, I think it's a realization that everyone benefits from the work of the NAACP, and that's why we're glad that we have a diverse group of persons addressing the advancement of well, people of color. And just to have a, have an event of this size, and 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 on, on Martin Luther King, uh, you know, on Martin Luther King Day, that well, says something. And and I'm gonna. Toot your horn there a little bit, oh, Xavier, because, you know, I'm, I know he doesn't like me to do this. But, you know, I mean, 
areas like I mean uh, Arlington called us last year and say, "How do you do this? How do you raise yeah. all this money, and how do you get so many people?" And we said, "Well, get yourself a Xavier." Yeah, you, but you can't have our Xavier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, he is he is uh, he's not afraid to outreach, and neither am I. Right. We both are not afraid to pick up the phone, ask people, because it's giving people an opportunity to be helpful. This is an opportunity for people to give back and to be a part of a solution. This isn't just, oh, give us your money and we want to you know, go and run around and spend it. No, we want you to be a part of the solution. Indeed. Well, and, and Xavier, you're somebody, and Ann too, I mean, you're, but, but I mean, Xavier, you grew up here, you came back here, and you've, you've given back, and I know encouraged others to, right. to, uh, to do that, or no matter where you've come from, if this is if this is your home. Get involved in the community. Get involved in these kind of uh, these causes. Most definitely, and that's what I try to, to encourage others who have returned to this community. But it's also for me. It's it's certainly giving back, but it's also utilizing some of the things that I learned. I will tell you that my fundraising skills developed in the third grade from my late third grade teacher who would buy Hershey. Uh, candy bars for for four cents a piece and we sold them for six cents and and it benefited the church now can't do anything about it now but she would bring them from uh, the candies and have yeah. all of us to uh, sell it and that's how i knew that uh, um what is it i knew how much to bring in because whatever what is six divided by it uh, six times 24 is uh 144 because I think I had to bring a dollar and 44 cents each. Oh, but more okay. importantly, there were yeah. things like what Ms. Marguerite Young did to raise money for me to go to, to Brazil as an exchange student. Mm-hmm. She did the same thing. She just reached out to community members and asked them to give and, and sent letters. And Well, we don't do letters <coughs> anymore, and then you can pick up the phone. And I needed uh, about $400 to go to Brazil um, through the AFS program. Well, she raised $1,900 just from that little campaign wow so yeah and so you learned I, from the best uh, yes i did and so I, I employed a little different approach i just picked up the phone and said hey would you like to purchase a sponsorship what is is 250 at least and you get two tickets and we'll do a slide for you and people kept saying yes 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 and so we went from making about 700 dollars from uh uh, this breakfast to making mm, over $60,000. $60,000. Yes. And that's so. the, but that's the thing is that, and then that gives us the power, mm-hmm. the committee, that gives the NAACP uh, the power to do things. Because if you don't have any resources, you can't do anything in the community. You can talk, but that's not, that's not what we need. We need action. Yeah. Right. And we can also support other organizations that are addressed. And we don't have to do everything, but we can certainly partner with organizations. And we know that mental health is a, a major issue in the community. So we're partnered with Mental Health uh, America, um, uh, Fredericksburg, and gave them a, a, a small grant that, um, along with the grant from Mary Washington Hospital Foundation, that is uh, <laughs> employing some staff in city public schools um, to ad- address the issue of mental health. So we look for partnerships as yeah. well because we can't do it all. Well, and the fact that you and that you have, you know, when you, when you mentioned, you know, a, nor- a Northern Virginia chapter wanting to know how Fredericksburg is doing it, you're doing something. I mean, you you normally would think, well, they're you know, they're they're a they're a, a, a metropolitan area and they have no trouble raising money, and uh, it just shows 
getting people you you can get people involved in in, in like xavier says raise money to be able to do things well we're fearless right, exactly. <laughs> yeah i would exactly. say that that's a good word for the two of you so i mean I, and, Together. And, and we know you know we both of us have backgrounds in the fact that i mean i used to be a catering manager so i know how to throw an event i can throw an event for two thousand people you know i've done that so um that's not a big deal to do that and and i mean some people have a hard time having six people over for for a party but you know that's that's not a big deal for us so that's we've we've, we've got some really good skill sets within our committee that um and good connections and it's just it's just really come together as a wonderful organization and you know charlene is just like i said she's absolutely a, a great so john gerlock for instance our city councilman mm -hmm. he is our advisor for um any legal affairs she asked him he she went to him said we need this he joined he's there he's <laughs> doing it yeah so it's just um really um and the same with the mayor she said to the mayor i need you to be on this committee and the mayor joined and so that brings that force behind it um so if you don't ask you don't get as you know um but more importantly i think failure for us is not an option, but even if it is, we don't care because we know eventually yeah. we're going to get an yes. Right, we're going to learn something. Yeah. Yep. Well, I think it's interesting. You you got 500 coming on Monday. So Xavier, if, if Ann can if Ann can mobilize 2,000 people right. for no, an event, no, no, that's, no, no. <laughs> that's next year. We'll do 500 yeah. this year. Trying to figure out where we're going to find a venue. We may have to have different seatings <laughs> would you like to have breakfast yeah. would you like to come to our lunch yeah my husband and carl is going to kill us <laughs> right because yeah, he does a lot of the yes. behind the scenes as you always know yes he does yeah. so if someone wants to join the fredericksburg naacp just what go to fredericksburg naacp.org and there's all the information there's there. a donate right. button and on the donate button okay. you can uh, go in and it'll uh, lead you to the membership button and uh, you can be a regular member you can be a youth member or you can be a lifetime member. We have a lifetime membership that has um, uh, Pat Chen, a friend of mine, joined uh, as lifetime member uh, three years ago, and you can make payments until you pay it down. So it's uh, really a great opportunity. So um, great, great support, just great support. Yeah. You know, we get supporters like just local ones, like the co-op has bought a table, and they wanted to be vegan. So we're doing vegan for that table. So, hmm, okay. Um, and so we're we're going to be accommodating. We're going to make sure it works for as many people as possible. There's a lot of different companies. Right. The Silver Company, by the way, is our title sponsor. So that's a, a really great uh, asset for us. Uh, Atlantic Builders, uh, Mary Washington Healthcare, um, Claxton <coughs> Logistics Services, and you and there's a fraternity. I'm not going to say it correct. So you say it. It's Sigma Pi Phi fraternity. It's um, but we are known as the Boule, so we have a mm -hmm. Boule here, and uh, collectively we are contributing over eleven thousand dollars in sponsorships. Wow! Well, thank you. Yes. But we got Mary Washington um, University, Germana University. Yeah. Uh, a lot of a lot of people just coming together to making sure that we have success. Again, it's uh, fredericksburgnaacp.org if you want to find out more and get in, in, involved. And uh, like Ann said, there still are a few tickets left if you want to you want to inquire about that. Uh, the uh, the the uh, the prayer breakfast and the uh, the the, the uh, information. There's it's 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 
just a lot of information on the on, on the chapter. And then Senator Kane speaks on Monday. It is from 9 to 11 at the Fredericksburg Convention Center. And Little and uh, Xavier Richardson here and needs to leave, but Xavier is going to stay around. There's another event, a uh, King event that takes place on Sunday in the community. And we're going to talk about that when we come back. And it's good to see you. Good and to see you, uh, kid. We'll come back and talk again, I'm sure. We have bluebirds to talk about All soon, right. so we'll do that soon. <laughs> More coming up on News Talk 1230 WFEA. It's 831. From the Fredericksburg.today online news studios, this is News Talk 1230 WFBA Fredericksburg, a centennial broadcasting station focused on Fredericksburg. This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFBA. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. Xavier Richardson in this morning, the uh, Martin Luther King Jr. events we are uh, talking about. We've been talking about the uh, NAACP event on uh, Monday morning in, uh, in in Fredericksburg at the Convention Center. Sunday afternoon at, uh, at James Monroe High School, uh, Xavier, one of my favorite events. I have been to everyone proudly, I can say. Mm-hmm. This is this is a great community effort, effort where, where people come together, students come together, people read some of Dr. King's uh, writings and, uh, and, and and just just reflect. It's it's a great event. It's free, three to five, on uh, on Sunday afternoon at uh, at JM. And you've been involved. You were one of the one of the founders of, of, of this event many years ago. Yes, yes, and it's gone through several different uh, sponsors. <laughs> uh, but uh, at times people will say, "Well, it's getting tougher and tougher." But you know, I always say it's not as tough as uh, what Dr. King had to go through. So yeah. as long as I can do it, I'm going to do it. And with whom, uh, uh, whatever community partners I can bring together, and, and we're very proud. We we call this a community-wide celebration because we have um, people from different localities, different um, uh, races, different uh, religions, all coming together to celebrate uh, Martin Luther King. Your 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 story is great, and you're one who never shies away from talking about. And you and you you use the phrase frequently: "To whom much is given, and you know much is 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 expected." And you really have lived that. And you 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 especially when we get together this time of year and talk about Dr. King, because I'll have, it, it, you have a great story of talking about just your remembrances of of when, when you found out that, that, that he'd been assassinated. But you think also about just the people that influenced and guided you and how they were impacted by, by Dr. King. You really are, a, in, in so many ways, a byproduct of, of, of so many people poured a lot into you in this community. Most definitely. And um, I feel proud that it, I'm able to give back um, to them in some ways and also to their children and their grandchildren. Uh, but it's something that I learned uh, early on in life that, you know, you had that obligation. And there were so many people who were a part of my upbringing. Uh, I had wonderful parents, but they were not college educated. Uh, they didn't have an opportunity, even though my mother was her class salutatorian out in Spotsylvania at John J. Wright High School. But back then, African-American women didn't have the opportunities. Uh, yeah. Many of them didn't have the opportunities to go to college. But uh, that encouraged me to do well too. So I had a lot of support at home, but it also 
I also had a lot of support from neighbors. Uh, back then, I grew up in Mayfield, and Mayfield was a very heterogeneous, um, had a very heterogeneous population, not race-wise, but in terms of socioeconomics. You had people from all walks of yeah. life, uh, from professionals to those persons who, who, who were unemployed. Uh, but th- I gained so much from their influence and, and what they poured into me, as they would say. You know, if I didn't have a ride to church, there were people who would take me to church, they would take me to choir rehearsal. There were people um, who saw things in me that I didn't even know that I had and didn't even know that they were looking at me. Um, perfect example is Ms. Marguerite Young, who I've mentioned before. She was teaching at the high school, but I was in the elementary school, and she had heard something about me as a third or fourth grader, and and she wanted to make sure that I was able to participate in some uh, special initiatives that were coming up. And um, she continued to pour into me when I was in high school. And, and uh, she uh, continued to help me um, through college. And, and then um, because of her, I became involved with Mary Washington Healthcare. And she continues to have influenced me. And that's why the organization that I founded 35 years ago is because of what Ms. Young had done in terms of uh, trying to, uh, as she said, she uh, wanted to pass the baton on, but she didn't. She passed it on, but she went on to do other things. And, right. And, uh, but she was, I remember her saying back when she was 60 years old, she said, I'm old. I, I need to move on and, 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 and relax. And 35 years later, she's still. She's still, <laughs> she's still at it. She's, she's still, still doing at things. It, indeed. So uh, there were so many great examples of, persons in my life. Uh, the late Johnny P. Johnson, who was a, uh, really an icon in this community in, in terms of being um, a, not only a great educator, but a, just a great man. And he influenced me greatly. He was a mentor before I knew what mentors were. Hmm. Other teachers, Ms. Barbara Weston and then Carol Ham and Buddy Ham from from New Sight, who poured into me and, and, and gave me opportunities. And there's just so many people um, that influenced me, and I just have that obligation to do the same. And at the same time, pay tribute to them, um, whether it's you know, helping them as they age or, or paying tribute to them at their, um, in their funerals, unfortunately, as they pass on. Well, and, 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 and you were someone who went, got education, and then were you, you, were, you were in New York and not really looking to come back here, but it, 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 you'd... When, when the opportunity came and you felt led, you you followed that. Exactly. In, in fact, um, I remember when I left uh, Fredericksburg to go to, to Princeton, I thought to myself, I said, I will never come back to Fredericksburg. <laughs> uh, part of it was because one of the persons who encouraged me to, to go to Princeton, that was uh, Rick Hall, uh, a white male, and Ms. Marguerite Young again, they encouraged me to do that. But one of the things that Rick Hall would always say, and anyone knows Rick Hall, and I hope he's listening to this, uh, he had a certain degree of sarcasm. So he would always say that Fredericksburg was so backwards and slow to change because the last time George Washington left Fredericksburg, he told the people of Fredericksburg, don't do anything until I returned. <laughs> and so, and I actually felt that yeah, that was good advice that you, you gave us about that, uh, Rick. But um, I found myself, uh, even as I went further north and after Princeton I went to New York and uh, worked for McKinsey and Company and then went north to Harvard Business School and came back down south to New York to work on Wall Street 
And I thought, okay, this is where I'm going to land. Right. But at the same time, I was realizing that I was missing something in terms of my ability to give back to my community. And I remember going to a tribute for a retiring principal, and I heard all the great things that people were saying to them, the things that students were saying to staff, and the impact that he had on their respective lives. And I said, hmm, when I die, no one's going to be able to say that. But shortly thereafter, the pastor of the church uh, asked me uh, if I would be a leader because I was working on Wall Street and had certain academic credentials. And uh, he actually was the former chief of staff uh, to Dr. Martin Luther King, the, the Reverend Wyatt T. Walker. And so I said, sure, I'll be glad to be an officer. What do you want me to be, a trustee, a financial person? He said, no, I want you to be a, uh, a dean of youth. I said, dean of youth, what's that? He said, you're in charge of 250 inner-city Harlem teenagers. And I said to myself, I don't even know if I like teens. And right. before I could get ages yeah. out of my mind, teenagers, I remember a, a vow that I made to, to God and said, "If once I get through this uh, academic experience at Harvard, uh, get me through this, uh, thou will be done what yeah. you want me to do. And so I was doing things in, in, in Harlem and having a great impact on young people. And then my late wife wanted to move back to Fredericksburg so we could raise our kids. And... Um, but I was, she knew I was not going to come back unless I didn't have a job because I was loving working and living in New York. And then in 1987, there was a, a market crash. And I jokingly say now that my wife uh, caused that. She prayed <laughs> up a stock market crash, and so she's the real root cause of it. And so I lost my job, and that brought me back to Fredericksburg. And... Uh, and actually, I was looking for jobs in New York, but one day we were here, and my kids all loved it. My wife loved it. I did. And we said, we don't have to go back to New York. We can we can uh, come back here. Yeah. And that was the best decision to make. And uh, I've loved every minute of it. I, I saw that bumper sticker that said, I belong in Fredericksburg. And I said, I have to have one of these. And, uh, yeah. And I drove around with it on my car until it wore off uh, and said, I have another one. I said, I'm going to save it for the right car, but actually I saved it for the right person because when uh, Mayor Greenlaw was elected, uh, shortly thereafter, I gave that to her and she had it on her car <laughs> too that she belonged in Freddie Spirit because she, she grew up here too. Same so. thing, yeah. No, and, and, and you've had such an impact with, with what you do with, uh, with, the, the Mary, with the Mary Washington Healthcare, the foundation. And, but, but I know with, with you, and so many of us uh, associate that with, with, with what you do, but I, I think probably in, in your mind, you, with what you do with kids and the mentoring of kids is, is more of what you want to be remembered for. Yes, yes. That's my, my true legacy. And uh, I've helped over 7,500 young people in this community, and the number is still growing. And it's great to see uh, the impact of mentoring on them and you know, they, I don't look for it, but they often are talking about it. I had one student who's gone on now. He works for the, the Cardinals. He's a coach for the Cardinals. And when he was coaching at JMU and a couple of other places, when they interviewed him, uh, they asked him what impacted, what what motivated him to want to coach. And he attributed it to me. Now, I, I, you know, I can't coach football, but it was the mentoring relationship that I had with him that uh, he's trying to model with uh, – his athletes when he's coaching them too. So there's there's so many stories of young people. Oh, there are all around this community. Yeah, can so. point to Xavier Richardson and, and how you've 
you had an impact with on their lives. Yeah, another one is Tony Lewis. Uh, he's now he grew up in the um, Thurman Brisbane homeless shelter. Uh, six or seven people in one room. Wow! And then they moved to Payne's Motel. Same thing. And then to Bragg Hill. He, he had an opportunity to go to boarding school, and then had a Division One scholarship to play basketball at Loyola in Maryland. And he has gotten engaged in the community because he was actually working for me part time too. And he, he, he just recently became the assistant principal, one of the assistant principals there, and he's making a profound impact. Ah. And now he's on the board of Thurman Brisbane Homeless Shelter because I took him to a luncheon there. And then he got a, a, now he's also on the board of uh, uh, Rappanda Goodwill. And most recently, he was appointed to the board of our graduate management and education for, for our residents. Program. When I introduced him to the person in charge of that, she was very impressed. So he's... He's really doing a lot of great things. That's what makes me proud is that he's giving back. Well, and, and your story is so great, Xavier, in that it's, for, it's, it's an example for all of us. And, and there's, there's nobody any busier than, than you are with what you, what you do professionally. And just when we talked earlier with Dan Little, with, with, with uh, Fredericksburg NAACP and so many other community groups, but you never forget about having an influence and, and always – looking for looking for ways to be able to help kids always always and and the good thing is that my job is mission aligned too with me with the, yeah. of the work that i get to do in the community there but uh, i'm very proud that uh, uh, two of my children are now school teachers one in um, southeast dc she's been there for 18 years and mm. most recently my son uh, is now an english teacher at um, riverbend high school and coaching track so and my other daughter is raising her own little kingdom with uh, three children, who, uh, um, and, and but also seeking ways to, to give back. So yeah, and and it, it inspires others. And, you know, it's funny that you 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 start off of uh, the quote that I'm most known for, uh, and to whom to whom much is given, much is required. Some kids swear that I was the one who coined that. I said, no. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. in the Bible. You better don't, don't go into church and say that. I said that. But, yeah. But, no, uh, you, yeah, I, there's, not a, there's not a time when you, when you aren't talking about right. ab- about this, that, that, that you mention this. And I always tell the story, and I, and I saw it several times, but the first time we, we, were, we were at a track meet together, and I was going to come up and, and say, I had so, say something to you, and all these kids surrounded you, and we're telling you their times and you know what, what what they had done and you were like stop you know that's fine that's fine how are your grades exactly we saw athletes <laughs> i have seen you many times where you'll be talking to kids and you'll take them aside and put your arm around them and just say how how are you doing in school how how is this class what what are you getting and that that has always been so important to you as as, as you mentor kids yeah. of it's great that you're, you know, you're, you're doing great things on the field, but how are you uh, doing in the classroom? Exactly, and, and frequently I would uh, make sure that I would run over to the high school on report card day so that I could see it. But <laughs> now, you know, with everything online, I can see it always. And you know, yeah. okay, you're really doing well. Okay, pull it out. Do you have it on your phone? Yeah. Oh, uh, my phone's not working. Let me see it. <laughs> oh, it looks like the, oh, it's, it, it is charged. Let me see the grades. Okay, and then <laughs> I want to <laughs> see the actual grades. In each of the things that that's causing your grades, I don't know. Just that you have a D or whatever. What's causing a D? Okay, you're not turning in homework. Okay, you know. So I, I analyze it at a higher level, and and when they're doing well, they rush to me to show it. I want you to see this. I want you to see yeah. this. So it's all great. 
With Dr. King, you, you remember the day Dr. King yes. or, or hearing it. Yes, I, I do. I remember I was out um, passing out um, uh, a petition to for open housing in Fredericksburg because at that time there were a lot of laws that uh, allowed um, particularly landlords to deny people of color access to, uh, in housing. And so the city was considering a... Um, open housing that's there was a group that um was advocating for open housing and so i was going around from door to door um getting uh signatures and i remember going to one house and it was on on television and it was it was, it was shocking it was devastating and even you know at that point everyone knew who dr king was and we knew the impact and it just was a chilling impact and i made a, a vow of some sorts that i would continue to serve in, in, mm. in his name and in the name of all the others who have sacrificed their lives. I mean, what, what greater love than to sacrifice your life um, for the betterment of your people. And yeah. so, we uh, have talked, though, this has been, this, is, this, this, this segment hasn't turned out any way how I, how I thought, but it's, boy, it has been powerful just to hear well, you talk, and, 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 and it shows the, the, the power of community. In, in, in how a community can 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 change just even one person. Exactly, exactly. And you know what I'm doing is I'm trying to bring back that type of uh, the community in which I grew up. And although it was a segregated community, separate, some people say, and unequal. Um, it was unequal relative to um, physical resources. Yeah. But there were some other things that it was. It uh, was. Segregated school. Uh, I'm not advocating for it. I'm not advocating for it. But there were some wonderful teachers who really wanted to make sure that that we all succeeded in spite of the obstacles that we were facing. So, but Fredericksburg is a manageable community. That's the wonderful thing about it. It's yeah. uh, small enough where you can do certain things. I mean, uh, for instance, I'm working with the city schools and trying to see if we can. Um, create a, a school-based clinic. Um, school board members haven't heard this yet, but you will be hearing as soon as there's an opportunity to partner with yeah. an organization where you can create a school-based clinic where the kids who have Medicaid who don't have a, a medical home because they're not enough providers uh, can can come there and be seen during the school day. But that's one of the things I enjoy doing, being a connector, because I have a great relationship with the organization that runs the community health center i have a great relationship with the schools and yep. i try to bring people together yeah see if you're richardson here we're gonna take a quick break come back and we'll uh, again uh, give you all the information about the two events uh it, it, try to go to at least one both if you can this weekend for for the uh, martin luther king uh, holiday we'll uh, wrap this up when we come back on news talk 1230 wfva this is Down Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Download the all-new News Talk 1230 WFVA app for Apple and Android. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. Xavier Richardson here this morning. What good stuff. Uh, this this is really a special weekend, Xavier, and there really are, are two great events. The event Monday at the Convention Center, the NW, Fredericksburg NAACP putting on this uh, prayer breakfast that uh, mm-hmm. Senator Kane will be at. And then uh, from 3 to 5, this is a free event on Sunday at, at JM. The community comes together for the exactly. Martin Luther King. Exactly, and it's, it's a fun event, and we have yeah. uh, music, uh, including uh, Eric Olmstead, who's a well-known musician here. 
the dance company, Ambiance Dance Center will be there. We'll also have a demonstration from a group called the 40 Plus Double Dutch. Double Dutch is uh, a way of um, uh, jump roping with two jump ropes at the same oh, time. Oh, wow. Okay. And so it's a 40 plus because it all of the members of 40 are over. Really? And they're starting a chapter here, but it's much more than yeah. that. Spoken word and dramatic presentations, reflections from some of our students and, and community leaders. And we're going to have uh, free refreshments and everything is free. And it's going to be uh, a great, great time on Sunday from 3, three to 5. We've been doing this for probably, this is the 18th annual one. So um, it's always a special opportunity sponsored in part by the Partnership for Academic Excellence and sponsored by the Epsilon Row Boule of Sigma Pi Phi fraternity. And it all ends with everybody on stage who's participated hand, arm in arm yes, saying indeed. we shall overcome. Exactly. That is th- th- that and every time just gives you gives you goosebumps to see all of you together doing that. Oh yeah, and it, it is and, and when you're standing beside uh, an elderly person who had had marched in the civil rights uh, movement. I, I think about Dr. Marcy Catley's mother who uh, yeah. died at the age of 100, uh, and then she was about 97 up there on the stage, and it's just singing from the bottom of her heart. So yeah. It's a great thing. Yeah. Three to five on, on Sunday. You'll want to be there at James Monroe High School. It is, it is a, a free event, and you will learn uh, really so much more uh, about, the, about the, uh, the, the, uh, the community and everything. So. Seaver, it's been great to have you here this morning, and uh, we need to do this more. Just sit oh, down, and, and especially since this is the 35th year with you and mentoring, we're going to get you and some of your some of your uh, students in, and let, let's do that again okay. real soon. We definitely will. I look forward to that. Seaver Richards, thank you for what you do in the community, thank my you. friend. You're a great friend, and uh, have have, have uh, been an inspiration to me. Thank you. Thank you, and thanks for having us. That is it. Thank you for listening. We will see you in the morning. Thanks for listening to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. The views expressed by the hosting guests on this program are their own and not necessarily those of this station, its management, or Centennial Broadcasting. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. The Glenn Beck program is next on News Talk 1230 WFVA, focused on Fredericksburg.